Welcome to the Color Rager, a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. And last week I told you that my daughter, Katrina, wanted me to wrap up the Brian Laundry Gabby Petito case. So I said, honey, I will do that for you. And this week I am talking about where we stand because we still don't know the cause of death for Brian Laundry. Remember, his remains were found recently. Petito's remains were found in the Wyoming National Park in September 19th. Laundry's parents reported on September 17th they hadn't seen their son in days. And then his remains were found on October 20th. I'd like to report a domestic dispute. Laundry was named a person of interest in the homicide of his fiance, 22-year-old Gabby Petito. And then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her hopped in the car, and they drove off. And the Laundry family's attorney, Steve Bertolino, tells NBC News that their parents getting the news that their child was no longer on this earth was a very sad circumstance. I don't know that it was a surprise to them. And this, of course, came after the FBI confirmed that the remains found in Florida, in Sarasota, in that nature reserve, were those of Brian Laundry. That was back in October. I think what's so weird about this case is that the search for Brian Laundry went on for weeks. People thought they saw him all over the country and in the Appalachian Trail. Was he alive or dead? And then suddenly his parents, both of them, said, hey, we want to go search that nature preserve again in the Sarasota area. And what doesn't pass the smell test for me is that when they show up at the park, they suddenly stumble on their son's belongings and his remains. I mean, what prompted them to go there? Well, I think the prompt was that the park or the Myakahatchee uh, Environmental Creek Park was finally open to the public. And Chris and Roberta decided that since it was open and, you know, available to them, they wanted to go and look for Brian um, by themselves. Um, after speaking with me, I told them that I, I wanted to notify law enforcement so that we would have no issue. And, you know, I did text uh, my contact at the Northport Police Department. Uh, the response I got was, thank you for the heads up. And the law enforcement did show up at 7 a.m. at the park entrance uh, to meet Chris and Roberta. Okay, so they showed up at the park, but how did they know where to look to find his things and his remains? I mean, there were bloodhounds, there were cadaver dogs sniffing around. The idea that they want to continue with a scent dog to find Brian is fairly encouraging. That means that perhaps they have a location that they're focusing on that we don't know about. Hundreds of law enforcement, and they couldn't find laundry. So attorney Steve Bertolino is representing the laundry family, and not only were they not talking to the Petito family, they weren't talking to law enforcement. You know, it's not just the laundries. It's it's local PD. It's the FBI. It was an independent news person who happened to be there filming. And that's all fortunate that police were there and the film crew was there. The FBI put out a statement. We searched this area several weeks ago. It was underwater. There have been numerous people who have said this area was waist deep in water. I think every searcher who was out there will attest to that. So people with first-hand knowledge of the conditions of that park have said that this was under two to three feet of water, and yet still John Q. Public can't get it in their head that these areas were inaccessible and the items that were located perhaps couldn't be seen. So we're not just saying it. I'm not just saying it. The FBI is saying it. Everyone is saying it. And yet these platforms are still running amok with, with these ludicrous and, and I have to say, you know, nonsensical theories 
of the parents planting things there. I mean, enough is enough. Well, at the time, the Petitos wanted answers. They knew that Brian Laundrie was the last person to see their daughter alive. He was a person of interest in her death. And the Laundrie family wasn't talking, and then suddenly they found their son's remains. Here's what the Petito family had to say about that. I believe they know probably, if not everything, they know most of the information. I would love to just face-to-face ask why are you doing this? Just tell me the truth. So nobody was talking to anybody, but was Bertolino talking to Brian Laundrie, who was on the lam, as certain media outlets have alleged? Major news organizations just yesterday on Fox News, an anchor was accusing me of communicating with Brian with a burner phone until his solar power ran out and I could no longer communicate. That was from an anchor. You had pundits on on CNN just last night with all kinds of theories. You have people with firsthand knowledge telling you how this played out, and yet people still don't believe it. And on September 14th, when I first went on video, I said there are two families here that have suffered a, a great tragedy. There are two young people that have now lost their lives. There are parents that are suffering. Now, I understand that. Whatever happened or whatever didn't happen, whatever people know, this is tragic for two families. And anybody with a child and anybody with a sense of humanity can understand the frustration that both families feel. Well, in a vacuum of information, when people don't know what's going on, people whip up all kinds of crazy ideas and theories. So that's what happened in this case. But it took the Northport Police Department to tweet at this attorney in order for him to respond. So he hasn't been very forthcoming with the police. Why? I represent the Laundry family. I'm an attorney. Communications I have with Brian, communications I had and have with, the, with Chris and Roberta are confidential. What I wish really doesn't play into it. What I can tell you is, at some point in the future, There may be conversations to be had. There may be information to be discussed. This case is not over. I have yet to speak to uh, FBI personnel. I have yet to speak to Northport police. I have yet to speak to the assistant U.S. attorney, uh, Ms. Romine, out in in Wyoming. Uh, There are certain things that need to be done and, and I should say wrapped up before we can have further conversations of what may or may not have been done differently. So does anybody in the Laundry family who Steve Bertolino represents face any criminal exposure? Will any family member be charged with a crime? I have no reason to believe that. Well, if that's the case, then was there some sort of deal cut? Were the parents granted immunity if they told them where Brian's remains were or gave them information about the case? What gives? I can tell you no. There's no truth to that. What I can tell you is that conversations were had several weeks ago with the FBI uh, with respect to certain charges. When questioned and and when communications were had between myself and, and the FBI, I think it was realized that charges were not appropriate. There was never a threat. There was never a coercion. Uh, there was never a deal cut. At this point, the NBC reporter asks the attorney, were they misdemeanor or felony charges? I don't know what, what level of crime or charge um, was in the mix. What I can tell you is there were conversations that were had, uh, and I, I definitely 
want to be clear. There was no threat. There was no coercion on, on behalf of the FBI. Uh, there was no deals. There were certainly conversations, as one would expect happens in every criminal case. You always have conversations with the prosecutors about how uh, the case may play out as to what may be on the table, so to speak. Yes, those conversations were had, but no deal was cut. The laundries have been cooperating with the law enforcement, both locally and federally, since day one with respect to Brian. So if they weren't facing any criminal charges and their son was just a person of interest, why couldn't the laundries talk to the press? Explain their side of the story. The reason you haven't heard from the laundries is because I told them not to talk to anybody. I've taken the heat on that. I've accepted the heat on that. Any attorney, any defense attorney, and anybody who went to law school will tell you the same thing. You do not talk under any circumstances. And any pundit who goes on TV and says, oh, I have a law degree and this is immoral and unethical, you know what? You are wrong. This is the job and the role of a defense attorney. You tell your client, do not talk to law enforcement. Period. End of story. Well, you're their attorney. What did you know? What did they know? Did their son Brian say, hey, I'm going to leave? What I can tell you is that Brian was very upset when he left and... Chris conveyed to me several times that, you know, he wished he didn't let him go, but he couldn't stop him. So this has been a painful saga for them since September 13th. It's been a long haul. But Brian is a grown man, young man, 22 years old. He wanted to walk out the door. He was entitled to walk out the door. So does the family attorney see any scenario in which the laundry family will reach out to the Petito family? I mean, their kids were in love. They were affianced at one point. You'd think they'd want to have some sort of communication. I mean, both their kids are dead. There are certain things that need to be, I'll use the term, wrapped up. There are conversations that need to be had. Uh, When those conversations are had, perhaps at some point in the future, you know, there, there will be, you know, communication between the two families. I've communicated with Mr. Stafford in the past, the, uh, the Petito family attorney. I'm sure he and I will be having conversations coming forward. And, you know, what, what comes of those conversations will remain to be seen. So does attorney Steve Bertolino think that Brian Laundrie took his own life? Did he kill himself? Did he commit suicide? We discussed it. We thought that this might be the end result. But at the very end, when it hits home, you know, it, it doesn't make it much easier. Knowing his mental state when he walked out the door, it was always a concern. But, you know, let's wait for the medical examiner if, if they can come up with some other uh, explanation. The FBI says that Brian Laundrie's remains were skeletal. Also, that a partial skull was found and it was identified through his dental records. And when you find a partial skull, it could be because of either animals getting to it and damaging it or because the person may have shot himself in the head. It could be a gunshot wound. So those are two possibilities. Now, what was his motivation if he indeed did kill his girlfriend, fiance, Gabby Petito? Why would he have killed her if indeed he did? Well, some sleuths who scoured his social media accounts like Pinterest and Instagram, they found some weird information. First of all, they noted his obsession with the Joker from Batman. They thought it could reveal a desire to be a criminal mastermind. They found a possible obsession with the infamous villain, the Joker, in his Pinterest account. I mean, in most adaptations, the Joker has been portrayed as a cold-blooded maniac who terrorizes Gotham City with countless violent pranks. 
And one of the Joker's most well-known storylines was in the 1988's A Death in the Family, where he infamously killed Batman's sidekick, Robin. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of <laughs> Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> my favorite Joker was played by Jack Nicholson. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema. Ryan Laundry saved another pin on Pinterest titled The Opposite of Lost. And that caused a stir online after his own disappearance. The image that he saved to the folder titled My Heart featured pale purple and pink clouds. And then written underneath were the words, don't try to find me. I have finally escaped my master's wicked clutches. He also shared a chilling social media post featuring squirrels strangling each other with Jesus above them. And this was right before Gabby's murder which the autopsy and the medical examiner say that she was strangled to death. The 23-year-old reposted the twisted image on his Pinterest account showing the animal-on-animal attack below a faceless Jesus Christ being crucified. It was right before his fiancée was found strangled in the Wyoming wilderness. So I've posted the Pinterest pin that Brian Laundry put up of a squirrel wringing the neck of another squirrel while Jesus Christ is hanging from a cross above them on my Full Rigger Podcast Instagram page. So another weird thing about this case is that the Northport Police Department may have bungled the whole thing. In fact, there's a change.org petition that's calling for a formal internal investigation into how the Northport Police Department in Sarasota County handled Laundry's case. They say that the Northport Police Department has been incompetent in their handling of both Gabby Petito's missing persons case as well as Brian Laundrie's missing persons case. The creator of the petition wrote millions of taxpayers' money was spent on this investigation over a month's time with little or no results. Yeah, his parents actually went into the reserve and found the remains, which, by the way, were only part of Brian Laundrie's body. The compromised human skull was found at the reserve and verified by dental records. But an autopsy ruled it inconclusive and no manner of death has been determined and the remains were sent to an anthropologist for further evaluation. Here's the Laundry's family attorney, Steve Bertolino, again. If they can come up with some other explanation for the cause of death, you know, we're going to accept that. And if Brian's death is ruled a suicide? I guess we're going to have to accept that uh, Brian did kill himself. Well, just this week, we found out Brian did kill himself. This according to the family attorney, Steve Bertolino. He confirmed that Brian committed suicide by shooting himself in the head. Now, remember, we talked about his remains being found, and it was really just his skull, and I think they found part of his neck, and it was not intact. And I told you the reason could have been that animals got to the body and ripped it apart, or a gunshot wound caused the damage. Oh, and then there was the water. The skeletal remains were in water. So the water is steadily washing away even more of the remains. It's, it's actually destroying and helping deteriorate. And you're about to hear newly released audio from the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office from their aerial search, which took weeks in their efforts to find Brian Laundry in the Nature Reserve. 
we still got the earbuds searching, but we're going to do a little line search around the edge of the pond through these woods here. So we got about eight to ten guys. Numerous law enforcement agencies work together to search for Brian Laundry or his body. I just sent you the uh, lat long to yourself. They use swamp buggies, ATVs, and airboats to look for any sign of Brian. Just checking to see you while we're up here Saturday and Sunday. If anybody documented a beer can north on 44, it looks rather fresh. So Brian's body was identified through dental records and DNA. In fact, the heat, humidity, water, and animal activity probably sped up the decomposition. We had a couple of canine alerts in this area where uh, I'm standing on the bank to the northwest. So the ME says the cause of death was a gunshot wound to the head, the manner of death, suicide. Also, Brian Laundrie's parents discovered a handgun was missing from their collection when they voluntarily surrendered their firearms to law enforcement the same day they informed authorities that their son was missing, according to Steve Bertolino. Get this, the really weird thing is that Northport Police, their spokesperson Joshua Taylor, stated in late October that shortly before Laundrie's parents reported that they hadn't seen their son in days, police mistakenly believed that they had seen him at his parents' Florida home. They later realized they had mistaken him for his mom. I'm sorry, she has a big butt and he was skinny. Although Northport police say that it caused confusion, the mistake probably changed nothing and that there's a very good possibility that Brian was already dead. Except now we don't know if it was from his own hand and the anthropology test results may or may not give forensic examiners enough information to definitively conclude his cause of death. But I will tell you this, it remains unclear if the FBI is going to release any information, whether the Sarasota medical examiner is going to announce the cause of death in a press conference or if it will be made available to the public through their attorney, Bertolino. So how did Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petito end up dead? That's the question. Gabby, Brian, okay. What's going on? Welcome to crying. I'm just crying. We've just been fighting this morning. Some personal issues. For all intents and purposes, they seem like a happy, quintessential couple ready to get married and conquer the world. But in September, it was revealed that the couple's seemingly happy-go-lucky social media presence (laughs) belied the real story. Moab, Utah police revealing information about a domestic dispute after they responded to a witness report of an argument and physical altercation between the couple. They got kicked out of the restaurant. And we're fighting with the hostess. We drove by and the gentleman was slapping the girl. He was slapping her? Yes, and then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off. I don't know, we've been fighting all morning, and, and he wouldn't let me in the car before. And Why I, wouldn't he let you in the car? Because he, he, he had the OCD? Even though Gabby said she had OCD and she was apologizing all over the place for being the aggressor. I'm sorry that I'm so mean because sometimes I have OCD and sometimes I just get really frustrated. My vibe is like, I am like in a bad mood. So you push her and she hit you? No, you swing it and I was The domestic violence portion of it enhances it. Makes like a major pain in the butt, especially at your 22, right? I'm choosing not to cite you today. She apparently danced with the devil in the pale moonlight. I'm not going to release you guys together. I want you guys to stay away from each other tonight. Okay? So the exact circumstances of Gabby Petito's death remain a mystery. 
You know, the Teton County coroner confirmed she died of manual strangulation. The reason for her murder, as well as the identity of the person responsible, remains unclear and unconfirmed. This continues to fuel my persistent following of the case and yours probably, including some of us who refuse to rest until the truth is uncovered. That wraps up Full Rigor. Thank you for listening. Until next week.